The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to New Dimensions with your host, Rev. Nicholas Barrett. Our identities are not labels, identifying who we are to others. Rather, they are found in God's riches, His likeness and character. We can discover our true selves and live the way He has intended for us to live. Now, here is Rev. Nicholas Barrett. Hello, I have a great show for all of you this week. I personally really want to thank you for making this part of your day, as there could be many other things you could be doing. Time never changes. There's 24 hours, 12 hours of day, 12 hours of light. But what changes the way we apportion time? So when someone says they don't have time, it really means it's not a priority. And I always say, if there's a million dollars in a briefcase in downtown Los Angeles, we will all find time to get there. So it's really being uh, intensive about our time and being intentional, intentional with all we do and having intentions within that. So we're coming out live from Los Angeles, California. You know, we're going out to more than 52 countries. Potentially thousands of people could be listening to the show live. And it then goes out to iTunes platforms. And that can be accessed by going New Dimensions, which is the search. And you can re-listen to various messages on archive. You can re-listen to this one. We're now in the middle of the week, Wednesday, certain places. You may be Thursday already. So we're in the middle of the week where we've been walking in the forest. We sometimes are renewed on a Monday. And by the middle of the week, we find ourselves reacting to things around us, just doing things based upon the outcome we think we're getting, which often creates the stress because very often the outcomes we expect from our words or our actions fail us. They, they, they don't meet what we're expecting. So this creates the stress. So I always like to start off with a story before we get into the main message, just to break out our mind, just to break out of the forest. So you may be in a season of challenge, but I want you to know that this is a tool to take you to the next step, the next level, the strength that you will be subject to the tests you have overcome. So in other words, all the strength you have will be subject to the severity of the tests that you've overcome. Wisdom will be subject to what you've applied while going through those tests. So I have a story just to inspire and uplift our minds to get us to think differently, just so we can be prepared for the show. Things are never as they seem, and I'm going to go through some things that really will inspire people. Nelson Mandela spent 27 years as a political prisoner. He became a leader among his fellow inmates, fighting for better treatment, better food, and study privileges. He earned a bachelor's degree during being in prison during a correspondency course. He became a symbol of hope and anti-apartheid resistance for the entire country. While behind bars, he continued to build his reputation as a political leader, refusing to compromise his beliefs to gain freedom. And upon his release, he led negotiations that resulted in a democracy he had always fought for. So 
this resulted in him being elected president of South Africa, and he received more than 250 awards, including the Nobel Peace Prize. His funeral was a global event attended by leaders, kings, and queens. He could have decided to lie low, give in to his circumstances, and let those 27 years sap his motivation and his influence. It would have been easy enough, but he didn't. Beethoven began to lose his hearing at the height of his career and eventually became completely deaf. He sewed the legs off his piano so that he could set it on the floor and feel the vibrations from the floor as he played it. His Symphony Number no. 9, of which he never heard a single note, is one of the best-known works of classical music. He could have given in to suicidal thoughts that overtook him at, a, at first, and it then became another po- poetic tragedy, but he didn't. He went on to master his work. Albert Einstein, Alexander Graham Bell, Leonardo da Vinci, Thomas Edison, Walt Disney, and Winston Churchill are all said to have displayed signs of learning disabilities like dyslexia. You know, they did poorly at school. They were told they were stupid, talentless, unteachable, and they would never amount to anything. They would just be mediocre. I think you and I know they went on to do some fairly impressive things. They could have believed all the negative voices. They could have believed what people said. They could have believed their inner voice and been the smallest versions of themselves, but they didn't. Circumstances mean nothing. Limitations mean nothing. And obstacles mean nothing. These things all tell you and I a lie about ourselves. You know, the devil didn't get the pen. God did. And he wrote the start, the middle, and the end of your story and mine. So do not let what you see on the outside rob you of what's waiting for you, as what's on the inside of you can never be taken away. So my advice is whatever place this has touched in your heart, it could be in your personal life, it could be in your finances, it could be in your health, keep pushing forward because you will never get to the diamond until you remove all the rot, until you remove all the stuff you don't want. You just have to push forward. Romans 8.38 tells us, For I am convinced and continue to be convinced beyond any doubt that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor things present and threatening nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor any created thing will be able to separate us from the unlimited love of God. So we must really stop putting our trust in our mind, in people around us, in news media, or societal norms and paradigms. You know, as they're unpredictable and a subject to sudden change. They're all subject to flux. I want so much more for you, so let's challenge our situation and not just merely conform with it, not just conform with the flow of normality. Let's challenge things, even if it's uncomfortable. What do you get to be? You decide. Remember, God gives you the gift of your life, and what you do with your life becomes your gift back to him. So I hope this has really challenged some of us just to, to start to think in a, in a critical way and just to start to open up to the possibilities of what we may be facing, that there's so much greater ahead, not in the problem, but through the problem, not in the past, but in to come. So this brings me to the title of this week's show. It's Breaking Free of the Conditioned Mind. If you take stock of your life's journey thus far, you will reveal that there's been a predictable pattern to it. Years may have moved from one to another. Challenges may have changed, but there's been a sameness to how you've handled things and the way you felt. 
The things on the outside may have changed, but your experience on the inside has remained pretty much the same. As our human nature perpetuates a life of habits and playing it safe with the tried and tested, there is a predictability in most of our choices and behaviors. There is a certain pattern to the life we lead, the things we do, and the way we think and feel about them. For example, you may find yourself working under the same type of boss who you find yourself always at odds with, or you may attract the same type of partner or the same type of person to date, and one that there's always something wrong with, you know that type of person, there's always something that misses the mark. The people change, but the situation always appears to stay the same. Have you ever stopped to wonder why the days and years go by, but they all appear the same? You know the modern sayings we adhere to, nothing new, same old, same old, same story, different chapter. That may or, no, may or may not resonate with you, but this is the sad limited reality most of us live our lives out with, perpetuating a self-induced circle. The reason why we follow a cyclical pattern to our lives is that we live through the conditioned mind. You know, we're all born fresh. We're all born in, in, in God, in the spirit mind. We're created from a seed that's obviously created with this magnificence, and we're born with a spirit mind. In other words, a mind that can think in alignment with God or the Creator. But as we live in the world, our minds develop into a carnal, separated state. It's in the state of separation that ego goes into overdrive. It's like a computer software program that you put into your MacBook. It defines its characteristics and the way it functions. You put a new software in your computer to get new features and better functionality. It's the same with your mind. In order to get a more functional life with more wholeness, you very simply need to reprogram the way that it thinks so it can function better in life. So much like this computer program, your mind is conditioned to run off the same software. This creates the choices and decisions that you make to be similar in pattern, and out of that flows your limitations. We reach a set point, so our opportunities and circumstances may differ. In other words, they're new circumstances and new opportunities, but our patterns in them remain the same as all of our decisions have become a mold from our past. Most of us go through life in a state of low awareness with little critical thinking, but instead conform to the trends of society, and within that it's norms, patterns, and limitations. You know, we then wonder sometimes why we get so beat up, frustrated, and tired just through living our daily lives. You know, the source of all our problems is our ego. It's our collective, societally conditioned mind. You know, conditioning is the root cause of all the terror and unrest spreading in our external world, as well as our inner world of emotions. The world's extinction of various animals and pollution have created in the, being created in the name of what we call progress in our conditioned mind are just two sad examples of how harmful a conditioned mind can be. We're not only making beautiful animals extinct, we're also creating in our advancement you know, pollution that's causing diseases. Diseases are up three and four and five fold, and that's nothing that's changed in our body, but our environment has changed. It's our mode of trying to advance at the expense of not even challenging our thoughts sometimes that is creating this. But of course, we're so stuck in a paradigm that we just simply see what's in front of us. Is there a way to live without being conditioned by your mind, you may be thinking? Yes, in all of us lies a deeper intelligence, the one that is found in your being, in your creation. 
This is a new dimension that all wisdom teachings point to. It is the one of pure source, potentiality, and love and joy. This is the point that all of us ideally would like to get, full connectedness to God. I mean, who would want to be living with full potential, with love and joy, without being attached to the past or how things may or may not work? You know, he created us, and me and you, not to try and be something, but just to be without judgment and limitations. Just like a bird flies, it's not judging, looking at others and comparing or trying to beat. It knows it's supplied for, and it's just being. To live free doesn't mean getting more, because when we get more, we'll get more, and then we'll need more. That's not living free. And when we're bouncing off people and other things with our mind, then we're just basically stuck. So it's in full connectedness to your being that you become your fullness, that all you become grounded, you become peace-filled, your potential is released because that's designed for you. The true essence of being really is who you are before you became a product of society. All of us have become products of society. The mind controls all of our decisions working off a self-perpetuating cycle. It's really predicated by your stored experiences and your perceptions within you from those experiences. So conditioning is a belief system. It's your rights and wrongs, the things you can do or can't do, your fears and limitations. And within this framework, certain conditioning can be very detrimental and harmful to you. If not checked, it can stymie many opportunities and possibilities that could have taken you to a much more joyous and rewarding life. Your mind can keep you in an unhealthy relationship, in a job that keeps you stressed and depressed. Situations just just don't appear to change. This can stem to serious things. It can stem to dysfunctional behaviors, performance anxiety, phobias, and addictions. Our inner self is the source of all our external challenges, not the outside. It's our inside. So what we are on the inside is how the outside appears. So very simply, your thoughts create your life, the things you experience, how you see them, and what you get from them. How can we change our thoughts to give us the future we want? You know, the most fundamental revelation came to me in doing this is is embracing that you can actually choose the way you think, and you can be deliberate and intentional about what you focus your mind on. You don't have to be a slave to your mind and then just go where it wants to take you but you can actually control your mind and get it to take it where you want it to go. Proverbs 23.7 tells us, A man thinks in his heart, so he is in act. In other words, as he is on the inside, so he is then on the outside. You know, what you can take from this is that God is concerned with your core, your inner being, as this determines how you live and who you become. We spend so much time focused on the outside because we think that's going to make the change that very often we forget that we actually have to change internally it's like the microwave i call it the microwave system when you put a potato in there it cooks from the inside out and we get what we want and that's what happens with us if we change on the inside the inside the outside becomes what we want so we can be intentional and and we need to raise our awareness also to be intentional, to write, to marry with these thoughts, to then live the best life possible. You know, many of you have been thinking the way you've been thinking for so long that it's become so deeply ingrained that you do it without even realizing it, let alone challenging it. You know, we must take special note of this as it's so critical 
to the type of life that you may ultimately have, the type of relationships you'll have, the type of job you'll have, and most importantly, the purpose and joy that you will accomplish and experience during them. Your life is really what you think it is. We're going to take a break, and in the second segment, we're going to take a look at what is God's guidance for our thinking process. Okay, if God gave us the mind, how do we need to think to get a better life? How, how do I need to transform, Nicholas? You're talking about transformation, about changes, cha- changing thoughts to change your life. How will this look on paper? See you after the break. Take care. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. When is the last time you saw sparkles of life in your day? Each day holds a treasure, the extra in the ordinary. It is too easy to miss them because they're familiar and we take them for granted. If you want to add sparkle to your day, listen to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with Dee Lee. She offers a new way to view the world and to discover your own Mighty Gems in daily life. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you happy in your life or are you just settling it's time to speak out take control of your existence and let your life speak bart queen is the host of a hero's journey his personal goal is to help you find your voice use that voice and live the life that you deserve to live do more be more and give more tune into a hero's journey on the voice america empowerment channel live every monday at 9 a.m pacific time 12 noon eastern time you owe it to yourself to tune in and make your voice count Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to New Dimensions. To reach Reverend Nicholas or his guest today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to nbarrett28 at yahoo.com. Now, back to New Dimensions. Thank you so much for joining me after the break. I just wanted to say what an honor and a privilege it is to spend time with you. We're going on a journey today. This is not just really about giving information. It's about giving information, which turns into action steps, which turns into wisdom. So it's about inspiring, challenging, and elucidating for us not to be the same, for us to be changed by the information we hear. Information is either auditory or it's seen. And from that information, it sends messages to our brain, and we can then make changes to the things we do and the things we, we do in our everyday lives. So we've been talking about breaking free of the conditioned mind. And in the second segment, we're going to take a look at, well, God is the designer. So what is his guidance on this? It's like going back to BMW, if you have a BMW, and asking them how to repair the computer system on your car, because most cars are controlled by computers today, there's very little need for servicing. 
and looking why the mind is so hard to break away from. Why is the conditioned mind so hard to break away from? So Romans 12.2 tells us, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but transformed by the renewing of the mind. This implies, obviously, there was a mind before to renew. It's like if there's a magazine prescription, I'm renewing my prescription. There must have been a prescription there in order for me to renew it. So this tells us that the patterns of the world have caused the problems, and we need to renew it. So there's a takeout from this for me is that it's a renewal's a process. You know, it's not an event we plug into. The same way our ego, which is our separated state, gave us the thoughts that we have, and some that we don't want today, was through a process. So it'll be a process to renew your thoughts. Every level that we get in life is from a process of conditioning. A building that is earthquake-proof, an athlete that can run, a bird that can fly, a person who has been through a tragedy. All of these have been attained through a process of conditioning. It's out of conditioning that things get perfected. It's like if you look at a piece of gold which is embedded in a rock. It takes the breaking and the moving of things to then bring out the greatness that was there all along. It took this process, this process of breaking, breaking rocks on a constant, diligent basis to reveal the magnificence that was in there. Remember, it's through your challenges, hurts, and pains that you get the greater strength and wisdom and then the appreciation for all things around you. And this takes me back to my father's funeral wake, which was on my mother's birthday, which was December the 19th, 2008. When I entered this room, it was like a clap of thunder. I flew in from Los Angeles to London, and I walked over to this long room, saw a man in a pinstripe suit with a smile, serene peace. I saw gold and a clap of thunder in my heart, like it was going to shatter into a million pieces. And then as I walked out, this collage of blanket of Blue azure skies was there. Right? The birds were clearly chirping. Colors of birds that were distinct that I hadn't seen before. Everything became alarmingly clear. So it's going through this that the strength was given by the Holy Spirit, but the strength also to see things differently. My life has never been the same since then. Obviously, I've had other tragedies with my mother dying tragically, but the life has been totally different. I wake up now with joy, but there's a purpose, which wasn't about filling me. It's actually about filling you. It's about filling other people. And when our purpose is about others, I've never seen a person without joy and satisfaction because when it's about us, it becomes like a drug. The more heroin I inject... I'm satisfied for a while, but guess what? There becomes another time I've got to shoot up with some more heroin. So this is very much what we get from this conforming. Peter 1, 13, 1 Peter 13 tells us, girdle up the mind. This means we need to get rid of all the clutter, all the negative, unproductive thoughts out of our mind. Our minds can be so full of redundancy that we cannot follow God's plan for us. We can't even think out of the forest. This could be in the would-haves, could-have, should-haves, or what if this happens, or that doesn't happen, or this happens, which creates a cycle. Most of us swirl around in, in, in these kind of thoughts. We're unaware of them because we become accustomed to them. What did he say? What did she say? Why did they do this? What if this happens? What if the traffic's bad? What if the plane doesn't take off? Well, I'm taking clothes on the trip. What if there's a bomb? What if this... And that really stymies everything. We see things through blinkers. We see very little. We see things through fog. It can be a Picasso painting basically with a 
net curtain. You're seeing blurs of life. You're not seeing things clearly. And they would be so beautiful if you could just see them through that clarity. And it does take sometimes losing your father tragically to wake us up. Sometimes that's God saying, wake up, kid. You know, and all of us need this wake up call because we're stuck in a pattern. As I say, we're stuck in living in the forest. So very simply, we need to have a thinking action plan. Just like changing a business or expanding or, or renovating a house needs architects planning for that. A business needs a business plan. We need a thinking action plan for our lives. So the way you do this would be set time aside each day to take an inventory of your thoughts. As with any area of your life, it's when you take an inventory that you reveal what you need and at the same time what you don't need. It's like a storage facility. You may have had tools in your storage box at the time you moved into a new home, but for this season, you no longer need them. So they are redundant. They're just creating clutter. Our thoughts can be very much the same. So you need to make certain that your thoughts are lining up to the season that you're now standing in. Taking old thoughts will give you the same results in a new season. That is why many of us are in the same old, same old mentality. We have a new day with old thoughts, so we don't get a new day at all. Next thing, we need to be purposeful about what we think about. We think about, think about what you'd like your life to look like and line up your thoughts to be in alignment with that. If you want your own business, focus on all the skills and talents you have. As when you put your focus on what you have, you get more, you get possibilities. But when you focus on lack, which will in time impact your thoughts, it will bring scarcity into your life. Thinking that you don't have the money or the ability or comparing yourself to others who may have an established business, it will cripple you in your stride, even with the best intentions. You must take your mind off the lacks, off the comparisons, off the improbabilities as you'll create a stress-filled cyclical spiral of existence. You need to put your focus on opportunity and ask God to open the doors that will make it manifest in your life. He brings you heaven's resources in a horizontal plane. So faith will not move his hand. It never moves his hand. It doesn't move God's hand, faith. But it will align you to receive the victory that he's already won for you. It's already been done. He's done it and he's resting. We need to position ourselves. So in the same way, if you want to get married, if you put your focus on your loneliness, it will set you up for more. We need to use the alone season to become a better version of you and a time to position you for, for the right partner. You know, do not get caught up in the woes of me, I'm so sad, I'm so lonely, as this will get you depressed and downhearted. It's, many of us do this, you may even do this, and you'll end up putting yourself on sale, and you'll be falling in love for company, even if the person underappreciates or mistreats you. Never mistake destiny for company. Never compromise yourself and what God created you for, for company. You know, it's better to be in your own company than in the wrong company. Remember, you're not lonely because when God's on your side, you're always in a majority. And I'll repeat this, this message. I'm feeling it very strongly for somebody. You are never lonely when God's on your side because you're always in the majority. So value yourself. Xenia doesn't go on sale. Fendi doesn't go on sale. Rolls-Royce doesn't go on sale. You need to maintain your value. And this I'm feeling very strongly for somebody. Why is the conditioned mind so hard to break free from? The conditioned mind is a box of standard thoughts. This mind only obtains solutions from its built-in pool of resources. It can only work within the confines of the limitations that have already been set in that toolbox, if you like. 
The strong pull we have to always be right, this is the ego, further feeds the perpetuating cycle of maintaining its pattern. To think out of the mind box will make you feel uncomfortable because you'll need to challenge the things you've insisted for so long are right. It takes an effort to break your thoughts because your thinking right now feels good to you. Because you've done it, it feels right to think the way we do. You'll be required to challenge your mind because it doesn't want you to change its way of thinking. It just gives you solutions to justify its standard way of thinking. So the solution means staying the same. Simply, it means staying the same. This is why many of us remain a prisoner to our mindset without even knowing it. Because mindset means exactly what it is. I'm living in my way of thinking, so how can I change my way of living? This is why you may have heard me say before, the tragedy isn't that we die, but it takes us so long to start living. Take, for example, four 18-year-old men in a room. That's a collective years of 320 years. And then in reality, they've only lived 32 years collectively. It's on my heart as I want so much more for you. You can have all of God's plan for you, but you need to rise up. You need, you need to rise to it. And I want to give us some examples of how we think and how we trap ourselves into the box. I want to connect to my God purpose. So the answer is I will need to work a few more years to build my 401k so it's then safer for me to leave to then establish a nonprofit or a business that's close to my heart. Giving you the example of how a mind can stay trapped. I would different scenarios. I would like to start my own business helping animals or young girls who have been abused. The answer, I'm too old and don't think it will happen if it hasn't happened yet or before now. I'm one person. How can I make a difference? I'm not happy in my abusive marriage. Answer, I've been in it too long to leave. I don't think I can afford to start over. It will take too much effort. I'm scared of being alone. These are all things we can, you can probably identify. I'd like to lose weight. The answer, and I'm answering back all in, in the mold, in the mind box. You know, it's hard to eat well. I'm busy. There always appears to be a party. There seems to be a business event to go to. You know, I managed to lose five pounds, but there's always this five pounds left to go on me. You know, I could go on with this in, infinitum. We could be on this for the next five episodes. It's the pull of the mind to stay the same that in many cases prevents us from going to the next level in life. We want to go to church, listen to music, go to seminars, but we still live in the comfort of our mind box. The mind is always the enemy. It's your enemy, not the circumstance or the challenge. You need to let yourself be wrong to start to change your thoughts. Remember, it's the human state of ego that needs to be right. And its only desire is to maintain itself, even if it keeps you tired, apathetic, cynical, resigned and depressed. I'm believing once you really get a handle on this, you can begin to connect and awaken to your higher self. The higher self is in all of us. But as we've been living so long in a lower energy field of the world, it takes diligence and persevering effort to make a change. Remember, you want to be the change in your environment and not the environment, the change in you. So we need to take a look at these things. You need to connect to, to all those things that will create you in a higher state. How, you may ask, how do I connect to this higher mind to awaken this higher self? First, you need to realize that whatever you sow as a seed will bring back like fruit. The profound realization is that many of us never attain the life that we crave. 
whatever we're going to, whether it's a spiritual thing, whether it's a self-help seminar, we drag around a set or box of thoughts. It's like taking a skiing outfit to a Caribbean vacation. It simply doesn't work out. So critical to making a change and breaking away from your conditioned thinking is breaking the cycle that's been perpetuating it. Very simply, if I want to change something, I have to break the pattern that's creating it. And it's the intention to do anything. As your mind is intention really is just to maintain itself. Yes, your mind doesn't have your best interests. It's selfish and it only cares about itself, not about you. Look what it's done for you. It's got you jacked up, angry at your spouse, resentful towards one of your parents or a family member, vengeful, depressed, tired, weary. So basically, we need to let go of the anxiety to prove that we're right with our way of thinking. We want to not let that be part of it. I've got to be right. In other words, to change, you've simply got to let go. You need to step away from a problem, not to be part of the problem. It's when we step away from that, because the need to be right has created a lot of the problems. When we step away from that, we, we no longer need it. We no longer identify with the ego of needing to be right. So the brain is part of your bodily, bodily system, which is in a constant state of renewal. Cells are dying all the time to wake, make way for new cells. There is a limitless line of flux that affects every aspect of you. If a snapshot was made of your mind, it would be like a photograph of you. It would be you, but not really you. So your mind is not you. It's a verb, which is an activity made up of a flux that is orchestrated by you as the conductor of what goes in the mind and what goes out of the mind. It's your thoughts, feelings, all your human interactions and the environment you're in that all form part of your daily cognizant activity. It's part of your overall integration of living. So all of these things are working to make an imprint on your mind. So the source of all of the problems in your life and my life and the world, as we assume, is the I. We were created as a mind of being, but we've adapted as the mind of I. This means like our body, the mind is not you, but an activity. It's your state of consciousness, really, that will dictate the place where your mind is because we've lowered our consciousness to be carnal, not in being, but created in the ego. It's separated us from, from right thinking. So this is where separation was created. The first Adam and Eve were created to be mutual opposites existing in a state of one-oneness. I'm going to go back to the beginning, how this was created. So they were operated, operating in a state of opposites existing in a state of oneness. Adam represents the consciousness and the ego, and Eve represents the subconscious, the follower. The male form, out of its consciousness, sows the seed in the female, and then out of the subconsciousness, the female manifests birth into reality. To not take up too much time with this part of the message, as time is running short on this episode, the story of Adam and Eve is about the human mind. More specifically, it's about a mind that has become separated and is therefore no longer whole, as the more the conscious and the subconscious minds work in balance, the more the mind functions how it was intended. So in other words, the more our mind, my mind and your mind work in balance with the being, the spiritual higher self, and our worldly mind the more we function the way we're intended. But because we're in the world, that's what's creating all of these problems. We're totally unaware. And in our unaware state, we are in a place of not feeling aligned. We're not feeling right. And that channels all these things. It channels the anger out of the ego, the need to control, the need to get even, the need to prove we're right. This is where terrorism comes from. 
it's really the need to prove to be right. It's birth and separation, all of these things happen. So there will constantly be a balance between your carnal and spiritual mind. So to get back onto the story, God placed Adam in the Garden of Eden. Adam was alone at that time. Eve had not been separated from him at this point. So Adam was whole. This is representative of the conscious of subconscious working in perfect unity and harmony, like a fine ballet, which is also reflected by the paradise, which is the Garden of Eden, in which Adam dwelt. In the state of unity consciousness, Adam was one with God. So as the story continues, we learn that God placed Adam in a deep sleep, the realm of forgetfulness and consciousness fracture, and then Eve was created. In this new state of being, Adam presents the waking conscience of mankind, and Eve represents the subconscious. So when the conscious and subconscious are no longer in unity, the state of paradise, which is your inner joy and peace, can no longer be maintained, because very simply the ego will take control, the ego will dominate. Eve is then tempted by a serpent, or the dark of, of life, Satan, to take from the tree of life. And the tree of life really is a symbol. It's not a tree, it's a symbol of wisdom and understanding and all the things great that come from that. And because the ego took over in the driver's seat of man's soul, paradise lost became reality. She was tempted to take from that. Clearly, there's not, it's, there's not a literal vine or garden, but the garden of the soul, a spiritual state in which good things grow in a person's mind. This is also a meaning of spiritual death, and spiritual death really means separation from God. This meant expulsion from the Garden of Eden, which literally means losing the benefits that come from living a life of God focus, which is peace, joy, potentiality, and love. This is why human, humans are suffering today. Families cannot live functionally, let alone races and different religions combine in one. In short, the world would be a perfect Garden of Eden if we all united with God and did this his way. So we're going to take out a break now, and I'm going to come back and give you some takeouts as to what we can do to get into a better place, and look forward to talking to you after the break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you ready for a health, life, and empowerment show in one? Then be sure to listen every week for Living Well with Ann Beal. Ann takes her long-running TV show to the Internet Talk Radio Airwaves with guest experts and insight designed to help you live a healthy and successful life. By hearing from the experts and those who have found success, our goal is that you too will be motivated to do the same. Living Well with Ann Beal can be heard every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Do you have complete control over your thoughts and your life? It seems like we do, but there are always outside forces that are wreaking havoc with that control. How do we get our thoughts back on track, so to speak? Listen for help. My thoughts are holding me hostage with Dr. Jeffrey Fannin. When you command the power of thought, you can achieve or have whatever you want. Make the laws of the universe work for you. Tune in every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. What makes you the best you can be? Is it money? Is it success? Maybe it's love, a good career, home and family. Could it be a bit of all of these things? 
Be the best you can be with Dr. Linda Sanicola, along with her featured guests, will bring you the tools that could be the answer to the questions you've been asking. You'll get to the root of some of the problems that have been keeping you from being the best you can be and tackle them head on. Listen every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. Hi, I'm Sam Nussbaum, WellPoint's Chief Medical Officer. We proudly support the March of Dimes mission to improve the health of babies and fight premature birth. We're helping the March of Dimes fund breakthroughs in research and community programs that help more moms have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Join us in working together to provide children with a healthier start in life. Visit marchofdimes.org. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. are tuned in to New Dimensions. To reach Reverend Nicholas or his guest today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to nbarrett28 at yahoo.com. Now, back to New Dimensions. Welcome to the third segment. As you know, this is not the final segment, but the beginning of the Next, it's what we do and apply to what we hear. So we've been on a journey. We've been on a journey of the conditioned mind, how that all started. We, we realized that um, we weren't created that way. It started because we became a product of our society. The things we heard and the things we channeled came through our ego, which is the removal from God, really. The, the being, which we were talking about, the state of Adam, is in oneness. But when we take from the tree, in other words, there wasn't a tree, but when we do things our own way, it's the ego in Eve that, of course, Adam could have refused it. He went along with her. It's the ego self that separates us really from our path and from the way we should be functioning and flowing. So we took a look at that and how that creates our thoughts, the cyclical patterns. We then went on a journey to look at how God's guidance in, in that and we also how the conditioned mind is so hard to break. We realize that the mind is feeding itself. It's like an addict. It doesn't really care about the person. It cares about getting fed. So our mind is the enemy. The mind just wants to keep itself comfortable, keep itself comfortable flowing in the thoughts that it has. I call this the the hallucination of the ego, which is the modern day disease, the, the I once the eye comes of it, we're completely removed from being because, as I said before, God wants He created us to be. Being is your, is your fullness. It's your plan, which is aligned with Him. It's your love. It's your potentiality. It's your creativity. And it's your joy. It's all of those things. So we realize that when we have that alienation and we're lined up, we are full. But in our ego, we've we created this container, which is the obviously the societally conditioned mind, which has become our disease, and that creates all of the world's problems. It gets us to do things to get a reaction, and then when we don't get the reaction, we get obviously stressed. We can either shut down or get angry, or then we try forcibly sometimes 
in violence, even in terrorism, in, in violence to, to do things to get people to agree with us. It's, it's all really in, in a state of separation. So as long as we understand this, the mind was created full, but in the ego, which is living in a separated world, which was created from the first sin of the first Adam, the mind was created full in the loins, and through that separation, we have that bridge of separation. This is why it's a process to renew and restore the mind, just like a subscription. Or just like a piece of art that's over time has been soiled, there's a process that needs to go to clean that to perfect it. So there's a process for my mind and your mind to get restored. And the first process really is to realize that our thoughts are not working for us. And then we have to be brave enough to challenge, to break free of the ego and say, you know, I'm wrong. I think I'm right. I've got all this education, but really I'm wrong. That's the first step. Then realizing that you're the master of your thoughts not the devil. So you can actually be the steward of your mind to make those changes and move out of the mind box. You see where I'm going with this. There's a gradual change. So it's a process of honing and refining. And once you get to that, you can then align to think differently. You'll not be reacting and bouncing off things because you'll be in your fullness and then you can connect to a divine purpose. So you need to raise the awareness that your thoughts are not there and increase your awareness so you don't become a victim of your thoughts. When you notice your thoughts, you need to remove yourself from those thoughts, challenge those thoughts, and reframe those thoughts. It's like putting Yosemite into a, instead of Maverick into your computer. It's a, it's a form of restoration. We, we need to put our, like Apple do, we need to shut down the mind and restore it. And we need to turn it off. We need to turn off the mind because the mind will keep you in this cyclical spiral. It's working, as you know, very fast, 60,000 thoughts a day. So it's turbocharging all the time. And we never have chance to really think. And we're bouncing and reacting off walls. And that's maintained the pattern of your conditioning. So we need to break it. We need to stop, slow it down. But we need to, first of all, raise the awareness that it's happening and then as our awareness increases our consciousness increases and as our consciousness increases we're moving towards god so in an sub unconscious way in a low conscious way we're moving towards antisocial things anger control ego trying to get trying to be right trying to be wrong trying to be vengeful to get people back for things or they're against you but as we move our higher into our higher self which is always there just like the piece of gold we discussed it's always in the rock but you have to clear the stuff that you don't want to get to the glory so the same thing with you you have to clear out those things to get to the higher you so to be whole again very simply is to renew the mind in god consciousness just like the apostle paul tells us it's the restoration experience galatians 2:20 it's no longer I who lives, but God who lives in me. So very simply, I've taken away the I. I've reduced myself so he can increase himself. So we need sometimes to clear away the clutter to leave space for God to come in. There's very often so much ego and so much I that there's no space for a partner, a wife or a husband or a child or anything else because we're full of this us. We're consumed, a society addicted and consumed by ourselves. How was this accomplished in Paul? Notice how he stated it. It's no longer I. So really, we need to... Uh, it was his waking conscious and ego. So 
that is really what needs to be stripped. We need to strip away the us to bring in the being to change really the, the restoration, to stay, change the way of living. Um, I used to live this way prior to 10 years ago before I got involved in spirituality and, and helping people. There was no way I could change because there was so much of me. There was no space for anything to get in. Just like opening a suitcase and trying to get that last pair of shoes for a trip, there's no room. The compartments are full, the thing's barely closing, because, and that's how a lot of us are. We've built ourselves so much up in society and how we've been told to be, you know, you need to be bigger, to be more, stronger, faster. But that's bringing perpetuating problems. It's making men who are married pursue other women. It's making other people who have money sometimes not be loyal, I mean, not be truthful with taxes or taking corners. Where does it stop? Because it's a drug, and where will it stop? There is no rationale, really, in the ego, because the ego is an addict. There's no rationality. So if there's no rationality, there's no boundaries. So we need to really look. Jesus was crucified at a place called Golgotha, which really means the place of the skull. Um, it's an, in the esoteric sense, this is about the mind. And this is why it's the battle of the mind. So liberation and salvation comes when we crucify the ego through the waking conscious and then heal the mind. That's the whole idea of the crucifixion, to go through that so a new life can be born. It was for, to, to, for all of our lacks and all our limitations were put on that so that we can raise, be raised up. Which is, a new, which is the higher consciousness, obviously. It's going from the, from the low state of awareness to the high state of awareness so that we can live free, which means living liberated from, from our thoughts of, of the ego, which I've been through those again, the perpetuated lust, infidelity, greed, anger, stealing, deceitfulness, lies, terrorism, all of these things. So we can live free of that. And it's really the separation of the human mind that's caused all of these worldly problems, whether they're ecological, um, things, pollution, animals going extinct. It's that filling of the eye. I want more. I want more. So really, we're all addicted. We, the, the modern day disease is ego, is the addiction to I. So we talk about some takeouts. Can you be imminent and transcendent at the same time? This means can you be present to this moment and effective in the world the way you're living, but not follow its moral, ethical, or emotional standards? This is what in the world means, but not of the world. Of course you can. Mother Teresa did it. Many people, Nelson Mandela did it. Many people did it. In other words, they were effective in our time. In other words, they're doing a vertical. In other words, their treasures are going up, of course, vertically to heaven, but their purpose is horizontal. Jesus was Imminent. He was very much of that time, but he was transcendent. He wasn't affected by that time. The only way to make a change is you need to be different. If, a, if there's a fire and you put fire in a fire, it's going to grow. So if you put sand, which is the difference, you dissipate the fire. So whatever you're going through, whether it's your marriage, if you put love into it, it will change it. Whether it's a business, anything that's created that's not doing well is separate, is in a state of separation. There is a lower intense energy there. You need to put something different that will give you a different sense. So you need to be in the world, but not of it. You need to be in the um, problem, but not of the problem. So we need to transcend. We need to do something different. So these are all takeouts. We need to focus on your limbic, um, which is 
your limbic automated conditioning, which is your reactionary emotional mind. It's how you react and respond to things. It's very much the autopilot. Something from the outside triggers you and you automatically respond. I mean, having that thing to do multitasking and responding is good. Like if you're talking and then if you need to do something else in the house or reverse a car, those things are good. But when we're bouncing and off things in, in our emotion, in emotional guttural, then obviously we need to process that. So I would say take time to process what I refer to as the stop, as this will give you time to respond to your higher self and not live your life by, by your feelings, as most of us do. So it means stop, um, stop, think, observe, and then proceed. It just gives you a gap from not being reactive in your thinking to being proactive in your thinking. You want to break that line of continuity that's kept that path, that's kept multiplying in those wrong thoughts and those conditioned thoughts. So your higher brain, your cortical brain, which is your conscious mind, that creates all your thoughts will be a roadway to your higher consciousness because your conscious, higher thinking, rational mind will be the one thinking, not your reactionary mind. So to stop a reaction, very simply you have to think out of that reaction and your higher self will think. This will free you from your fear of death. It'll connect you to your purpose. It'll give you your identity because your conscious mind will then be connected to God. It'll be connected to fullness. So I hope, as I say, the show has helped you. If you need to re-listen to it, go on to, we covered a lot of, a lot of um, topics here, but they all ran in the same way. It's given you a, a way of thinking to it. The current moment really is, that, someone asked me, what's the most important moment? The current moment in your life is all you have. It's the most important moment of your life. So in other words, eternity is always moving. It's a constant line of nows. So all you have really is now. The person you're with is the most important. The thing you're doing is the most important because it's just like a circle. It'll keep changing from one thing to another and that constant now will remain the same. But in order to empower yourself to get aware of that moment that you have is the only one you have. Nothing can come birth, but if, as I say, it will come birth out of this moment. So this moment will take you to the next one. So I hope that you've enjoyed the show. If you need to access me, you can access me on website, which is www.empowerbeyondhorizon.com, Reverend Nicholas Barrett, or you can email mbarrett28 at yahoo.com, or you can visit the homepage of www.voiceamerica.com. It's been great connecting to you. We'll have a great message for you next week. Looking forward to talking to you. And again, I really want to thank you. I love you. I know God loves you even more. And wish the best for you. Have yourself a great rest of the week. And I will connect with you soon. Love you much. Glory to God. Thank you so much for making this happen. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of New Dimensions. Please join Reverend Nicholas Barrett again next Wednesday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a blessed week.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.